Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And we see every day every hour, the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office, if you want to keep that aforementioned great, free, and prosperous country. Uh, in the in Ernest Hemingway's book, The Sun Also Rises, there was a dialogue between two of the characters, and one asked, how did you go bankrupt? And the other character replies, two ways, gradually, and then suddenly. And I think the same thing applies to the fall of nations and civilizations, that things are crumbling away, the values and principles that built the civilization of the country are undermined, and at some point, the whole thing collapses very quickly. And I think we're, here in America, and more broadly in Western civilization, we're getting past the gradually stage, and we're approaching the suddenly stage. And we do everything we can here on the Unite IE Radio and in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots to encourage people to uh, step up before it's too late. Certainly somebody that has stepped up uh, is Melissa Melendez, and she was a state senator from the Temecula, Marietta, Lake Elsinore area. She got termed out and had to go find an honest job doing something. Um, but she was, she's still politically active, and we're very, very pleased to have her on the show. I don't recall whether you were ever on the show before, back when um, Don and I were doing the show together. But in any event, welcome. Well, thank you. It is always a pleasure. I think I've been on, I want to say a couple of times with Don for sure. I think maybe you and Don at least once, but that was some time ago. But thank you so much for inviting me on today to talk about all of the things that are going wrong in California and, of course, ways in which we can cause them to go right. Yes. And I guess the first thing is, I mean, this is the last weekend before the the official election date. Of course, uh, in California, we don't have an election date. We have an election season. But the official election date is March 5. And all indications is this is going to be a very low turnout election. The ballots are not, are not coming back. And it's gotten so bad that the uh, the Democrat Party in Los Angeles set out a press release that said, if you don't get your ballots in, we're going to have to vote for you. <laughs> well, then that would not surprise me. <laughs> I mean, I did. I looked at the numbers, the return of ballot numbers just a few days ago. And you're right. It is very, very low. I think March, you know, this time of year, you're coming off the holidays. People, they're just not focused on elections right now. People tend to look more towards November. And, you know, California has changed the primary date you know, at least a few times in the past decade or so. And I think that certainly causes confusion with people. And that was all in an effort to, you know, try to make it more, um, uh, you know, easier for Democrats, of course, to turn out the vote. And, you know, it doesn't work. People, you know, they're either engaged or they're not. I think it takes a lot of reminding people. It takes candidates, frankly, going to the door, knocking on it and asking for the person's vote, which is what I tell 
every candidate who comes to me for advice or an endorsement or anything like that, I tell them, you know, don't spend all of your money on campaign consultants because they will bleed you dry. The, the best way to secure a vote is ask for it. Go to the door and ask for it. Sure. And if you're if you're a school board candidate, if you're a city council candidate and you have a district of 10, 15,000 or so uh, people and probably five to 10,000 voters, then the candidate really can get to the door and, and ask, ask yeah. for the vote. Of course, if you're a state senator with a district of a million five. people, it's a little right. bit harder to do. Yeah, but, you know, there's ways to navigate that. I mean, you start off with um, the people who are high propensity voters, obviously, but you don't just go to the people who are registered to your party. When I was running, I mean, remember, my Senate district was basically half Republican and half Democrat. And so I couldn't just knock on the doors of Republicans. I knocked on the doors of Democrats, too. And I will tell you, number one, they were shocked that any political candidate was knocking on their door. And I had so many people say, you know, I've never had anybody running for office knock on my door ever. So they were shocked and they were flattered. And then, you know, they took the time to talk to me for a few minutes. And I can't tell you how many Democrats said, okay, well, I don't agree with you on every issue, but you know what? You showed up and asked for my vote and the other person didn't. So I'll vote for you. And that's, that's how you do it. You let people know who you are, but you know, you can't hide behind sending mailers out because people under the age of, I mean, certainly 30, I think maybe a little lower, they're not checking their mailbox. I mean, I have five kids and I can tell you, they're not the least bit interested in what's in that mailbox. <laughs> so everything is electronic. You have to go where they are. But the most important thing is you, you have to connect with the people you want to represent. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do have a, there are a few really, I think, important races, and we certainly would encourage everybody because in a low turnout election, then your vote's going to count all the more. And if you haven't voted, uh, there's no excuse for Republicans, conservatives, freedom-loving Americans to not vote. You may not like the candidates, but okay, elections are about choices, and you have to you have to make the best choice for your country and state. Um, and this notion, there's a notion that I think I see this more in on our side than the other side as well. He voted for such and such, or then therefore he's a rhino, or he's some crazy, or you see just on the opposite, the more moderate Republicans. Well, there's not, they're a MAGA. I'm not, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I'm going to let Joe Biden win. And they don't say, they don't say the last part, but that's what it means. And there is no excuse why there's no reason why. 95% of Republicans can't vote. Doesn't require money. Doesn't require taking back the Republican Party. It doesn't require a better ground game. It doesn't require better candidates. It's entirely within every Republican voter's control to vote. And vote Republican, well, even if, even if you might prefer DeSantis or Haley to Donald Trump or vice versa, or you might prefer a more conservative candidate or a more moderate candidate. They're all better than the Marxist Democrats who are trying to wreck the country. Right. And I think if people look at their electricity bill, if people look at the price of gasoline when they fill up their car, if they, people look at their water bill, if they look at their receipt when they go grocery shopping, that's a great indicator of 
the policies that are coming out of Sacramento and why they should perhaps change the way they vote. It doesn't mean you have to agree with that particular candidate on every issue. And I know that, you know, social issues are one that flare up all of the time and people feel like, well, they're not with me on this social issue or or that one. Well, that may be true, but do you care more about the social issues or do you care more about how much money you're able to keep to take care of your family. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to is people vote with their wallets, or at least they should. And if you look at what's happening in California, what's coming out of Sacramento, I mean, my goodness, they have a bill introduced now that says they're going to give home loans to illegal immigrants so they can buy their first house. And that loan doesn't need to be repaid until and unless they resell that home. Now, tell me why we have, you know, lifelong born and raised Californians who can't afford to buy a home and are paying exorbitant costs in rent because California won't build the amount of houses it needs to build. But those people, they're not getting some sort of free home loan, but we're going to offer it to people who aren't even supposed to be in the country. And that's on top of free college that's on top of free health care because now we cover illegal, illegal immigrants from from cradle to grave with with health benefits paid for by California taxpayers and I think that's part of the voter apathy that we see because people say well you know I vote but nothing changes well I definitely understand that having been in the legislature and feeling like you're banging your head against the wall but I will say that First of all, it doesn't happen overnight. But second of all, we have seen these changes in the makeup of the legislature in other states where people got good and fed up and they did turn out the vote. And it certainly took, you know, the Democrat Party by surprise. But that's that's how it has to be done. It's you can't rely on legislators to fix everything. The people have to dig in and fix it themselves. That's that's our form of government. And so to the people who feel like, well, my vote doesn't matter or why bother, I would encourage you to not not take that position. Fight for what's yours. Don't don't assume someone else is going to fight for you. You get in there and you fight for it. Mm-hmm. As, as Ronald Reagan said, if not us, who? If not now, when? Um, the more important races, and I'm going to give you my recommendations, and you can uh, and I'll give you a chance, Melissa, is for president, Donald Trump. I think he's going to get the nomination without much difficulty, but it's still good to give him a good, uh, very solid victory, hopefully by more than two to one over Nikki Haley, who for some reason is still in the race. Um, proposition one, I think we probably will agree on Trump and on proposition one. This is going to issue $6.38 billion in bonds that will build supposedly 11,500 mental health beds. These are basically hotel room beds. And if you're doing your math, I know and math is hard for these days, especially for high school graduates. But that comes out to $554,782 per bed for, so we say, the friends of Caesar, the friends of the, of the politicians in charge. And the residents don't have to actually give up drugs or take mental health treatment. They can continue living as mentally ill drug users, but now at taxpayers' expense. And, of course, is there anybody out there in this listening audience who thinks that giving the government more money will improve anybody's mental health? Third item is Senate. Is He's not my first choice to be senator, certainly. There's only one Republican that has a chance of 
making uh, the second round in November, and that is Steve Garvey. And even though I think they say I would choose other Republicans to actually be senator, I'm, he's going to uh, get my vote. In uh, River in San Marino County, we have two writing candidates, Scott Olson in Assembly District 45 and Sharon Lynn Stein in Assembly District 50. No Republicans on the ballot, so please vote for them. And lastly, for our central committee, we have a slate of MAGA Trump-supporting uh, Republicans who will take back the San Marino County Republican Party. And uh, you can find them at takebacksbgop.net. And here's maybe we're more likely to disagree is that in Riverside County, 3rd Supervisorial District, you have Jack Guerrero versus Jonathan Ingram for running as Republicans versus incumbent Democrat. Chuck Washington, and we're backing uh, uh, Jack Guerrero. Uh, Jonathan Ingram was in charge of the Republican Party in Riverside County before Don Dix, and it was useless. And as soon as Don Dix died, Jonathan Ingram came back in, and they went back to their same old ways. So we're supporting Jack Guerrero. And I'll give you a shot to uh, disagree or disagree with any of those recommendations. (laughs) Well, here's what I think. I think that people need to... Look at these candidates and figure out, okay, you know, in which areas do I agree with this candidate and which areas do I disagree and which one is more important to me? Because there's no political candidate out there. You're going to agree with them on every single issue, just like, you know, in a marriage, you don't always agree with husband or your wife on issues. And that's, well, that's part of the way that- <laughs> you sound like my husband now. <laughs> you know, I do. I think it, that's just unrealistic for someone to think that they're going to align on every single issue mm-hmm. with a candidate, whether they're running for office or already in office. So look at their record and figure out, okay, is this, even though we may not agree on everything, can I align with this candidate on the majority of issues that are important to me? That's the most important. I don't, you know, I try not to tell people, who to vote for. I mean, I get these questions all the time. Who should I vote for? I give them my input on it, but I just, I don't want people to be lulled into this um, situation of having someone else tell them how to vote. You know, I want people to think about it because I mean, isn't that what Democrats do, right? They just, they send SEIU out there and the teachers union and everyone else and say, look, here's, here's the box that you should check. I want people to think about this with respect to prop one, Look, this state has spent billions of dollars trying to solve the homelessness crisis. And now, once again, they're using homeless veterans as a shield and a prop to try to get this ballot initiative passed. And it is disgusting because they continue to spend money and the problem continues to get worse. Unless there's accountability factored into these programs that they're trying to create, Nothing is going to change. And Gavin Newsom started this whole project room key, project house key, but he was getting federal funding to do so. Well, now the federal government is saying, yeah, that program ran out months ago. We're not, this invoice you sent us, we're not paying that bill. So now, of course, they're trying to flip the script and get California taxpayers to buy into this program, a program that has not shown success. I mean, if you... If if you truly want to help people, treatment has to be one of the requirements. Otherwise, how will they ever get better? And as you know, people with addiction problems, they can't help themselves. They want to, some of them, not all of them, but it's it's an addiction. It's It's a physical and mental addiction, and they just can't break free of it. 
they need help. If you don't require that, it's going to continue the same year after year, billions of dollars after billions of dollars, and we will have nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. Let's take a pause here, and you can continue your election predictions or your recommendations if you wish after the break. But let's hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590, The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. In our first segment, we were talking about the upcoming primary election. We're right in the middle of election season here in California, and it looks like low turnout. So it's real important that Republicans, conservatives, and more broadly, freedom-loving, America-loving Americans vote. And even if you don't like the particular candidates, choose the best one and vote no on Proposition 1. Where I want to go in our remaining uh, we got six and minutes, 30 seconds in this in this half, and then Melissa has to has to leave, is assuming Steve Garvey, U.S. Senate candidate, gets into second place and makes the November election. Statewide, generally, Republicans get about 40 percent of the vote, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, but around around 40 percent. And we look at the results of Democrat Party governance, um, the crime, the homelessness, the you-know-what on the streets, the terrible quality of the government-run schools, not enough water, um, sky-high energy prices that are much higher than in any other state, uh, the high cost of living here, so on, notwithstanding the very high taxes. But the people don't change how they vote. So I'm gonna throw, we'll throw it over to political consultant Melissa Melendez, who has now been hired to run the Steve Garvey for Senate campaign for the <laughs> November election. And what, is, what would be your strategy to get 10.1% of the remaining vote added to the Republican base 40% to make Steve Garvey the next senator? Well, I'll tell you, if, if I were advising him, you know, I would tell him, Obviously, you need to reach out to Democrats and you need to reach out to the independent voters. You have to go over the no, over to the no party preference voters and you absolutely have to point out the failures of the state and ask them, you know, are you better off now? Are things better for you now? And if not, then perhaps it's time to change how you vote. Again, you may not agree with me on every single issue, but do you agree with me at least? on the financial piece of governing because 
The costs in California are increasing. The homelessness is increasing. The crime is increasing. It is not getting better, and it won't get better if you continue to elect the same people. You must go knock on the doors of the people, yes, who are registered Democrats, because believe it or not, there are plenty of Democrats out there who are more conservative in thinking. And I know this from my time in the legislature because I would get their emails, and I would get emails that say, don't raise my taxes, and I would get emails that say, don't touch my gun rights and do something about the gas prices and my electricity bill is too high. They feel the same way that Republicans do. They, you know, they want to keep more money in their bank account to take care of the things that they want to pay for, not give the government money so the government can spend money on what they think it should be spent on. So the best thing for any candidate out there right now running as a Republican or conservative is to talk to the people who largely you don't think always align with you on the issues and bring those issues up and just ask the very honest question, you know, put it back on them. Are you better off now? Is life better for you now? Is it more affordable? That speaks volumes to people. If they really stop and think about it and give an honest answer, they're going to say no. That's true. And I think that there is, I think in a, the flip side of that is, I think the Republic and part of my, well, part of what you're saying is that I don't think even so, even if you have a Democrat or NPP, no party preference, who's dissatisfied with things in California, I don't think the Republican Party is presenting, oh, if I elect them, here's how things would be better. And uh, Tom DeBacaro has said that uh, for a minority party to make progress is you have to find a few issues where you're the majority and push those. And Correct. I think I know. So, so if I was, if I was, if I, if I was, you know, I'm going to have to pay me. If I, if I was had the opportunity to advise U.S. Senate candidate Steve Garvey, I would say one is the open borders. This is not Joe Biden. This is the entire Democrat Party that wants this. They're, they're, it's absolutely unsustainable for this to have unlimited immigration, 10 million so far. And if the Democrats are in power, there'll be another 10 million or more in the next four years. And every one of them supports that. So that's number one, is we need to control the border. And I think there's I've been at least at least 10.1% of the people that have been voting Democrat would agree with that. The next one is a little bit of a sleeper issue that I have not heard anyone raise. And that is SB 770. And under SB 770, as you probably know, Melissa, the Democrats are there. It is part of their scheme to want to take the Medicare benefits of every Californian and put it into some state-run government health insurance program. And as your senator, I will do everything in my power to stop the Democrat Party scheme to take the Medicare benefits from Californians who have earned those benefits. And I would make that an issue not only for, 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 uh, for Garvey, but every Republican in California, should run on that. And energy prices. Yeah, I mean, energy prices. There's just a there's a proposal in the before the California Air Resources Board that is going to raise gasoline prices 47 cents a gallon this year and 52 cents a gallon next year. And probably and maybe parental rights. Pick up four issues. Those are the issues. Those are all you talk about. And here's how I'm going to do it differently. And against pencil neck, Adam Schiff. I think he has a chance. 
If he, if he, well, dumps, I, if he dumps his consultant, go ahead. You, uh, you, right. You, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, I know we only have a few seconds left, but you pick the issues that are polling well. We know the economy. Everybody's concerned about the economy. We know everyone's concerned about illegal immigration. We know people are concerned about energy prices and food costs and gasoline prices. And those are the things you talk about all day long. Stay away from the other issues where you know you're not going to find consensus and stick to the issues that really matter to people. And we know it matters because the polling has been done. The Democrats know it. The Republicans know it. That's why the Democrats are trying to shift the focus and talk about things that people really don't care about because they want to deflect. Absolutely. Um now, will Garvey do that, or will he just pay for, listen to his establishment consultants? I would bet the latter, but I think there would be a chance if he uh, listened to the political consulting firm of Melendez in Britain. Uh, that's, <laughs> that, is all the, that is all the time we have in this uh, in, in this half hour, and I know that you have to have, have to go, and I appreciate you being on the show and everything you're doing for the cause of our country. And as always, and as always stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. Radio. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. Had a great discussion with Melissa Melendez, former state senator, conservative warrior in our first half. Pick that up on the podcast if you missed it. And very pleased to welcome back to the program, uh, Deborah Pauly. And uh, in her everyday role, she is just merely the president of the, uh, conser- of the conservative patriots of Orange County. And you can find them at, I'll give you, can give the, you can give the website, Deborah. Oh, conservative patriots of OC.org. Excellent. And they're doing, they're doing really good work down there and you have a great group and a lot of people that are just being active. Not only do you have a big group that turns out to your meeting is you got them doing stuff. And that's, that is always the trick of volunteer group leadership. Uh, but in her alternative role, in her secret identity, Deborah is, is, has, is the warrior goddess. Huh. And uh, we are, and I just, you know, we are not worthy to be in her presence. That is so not well. I may be a warrior, but you are definitely worthy because you are also a warrior. I tend to surround myself with warriors. What do they say? They, you know, you need to find the people who are willing to go into battle with you, and that's why CPOC is so effective. That we're not attracting, you know, the country club crowd that just wants to sit around and have appetizers and drink wine. You know, they actually want to do something, and they are. We have some very active uh, committees. Matter of fact, I just was speaking to one of our um, election integrity officers just a little while ago about some of the actions that they are taking at the Orange County Board of Supervisors. You know, in Orange County, the registrar of voters um, is appointed by and serves at the pleasure of the board majority. So there's oversight that the Board of Supervisors is supposed to be providing, and we're not altogether certain that they are. They, they show up every single meeting, this group of activists. We have a group of uh, an ad hoc group of accountability committee, and they point out every single um, piece of evidence that had come up in the last two weeks of where there are issues with election integrity. And we're seeing it. I, I, I brought it up. We, we have an affidavit that we're sending out, Lex Rex Institute and, and also CPOC. We're sharing it throughout the 
Southern California area, particularly Orange County, if you have uh, irregularities that you are experiencing yourself or you have witnessed during this election process, and I'm very honored, Greg, that you asked you know me to join you the weekend right before the presidential primary election. It's a key time. You know, everybody needs to gear up. Most of the real activists, the real patriots are voting in person on Election Day at their local polling place by paper ballot. They are not voting by mail because it's, you know, it's so porous and open to all kinds of ways of stealing. But certainly voting early tells them exactly who, whose vote is still up for theft and whose isn't. Uh, and, but I want to get back to, when we brought this idea of starting to collect, you know, evidence, admissible evidence, we already had people within this small contingent, not even 20 people in a room, said, I got two ballots. I got two ballots. I also got my son's ballot who hasn't lived with me for 10 years and doesn't even live in the state. We're talking about an adult. So, you know, so we're already seeing so many crazy ways that this everybody gets a uh, ballot by mail can go uh, astray. So, yes, uh, Dan, our engineer, he got he got two ballots. <laughs> and and, uh, and, for, and for a reasonable price, he'll give you one of them. You know, part of that is because it's a presidential, you know, primary election year. And so we've moved our we've moved our time for our primaries to March, which is not normally what happens in California. But we we have our we're aligned with Super Tuesday. And that's that's part of it. A part of it is that in order to vote in the Republican presidential primary, you have to register as a Republican. And there are many people who re-registered from no party preference or independent or some other things so that they could participate in the Republican primary. But it's happening in other parties as well. Although the Democrats, they allow you to vote without being a registered Democrat in their presidential primary. Yes. Uh, two of our members, they, they found ballots in their envelopes, strewn along the street. Yeah. And okay, how did they got that? I don't know, but they were, they were just, they were just strewn along the street. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just vote by mail is inherently unsecure. And I don't really want to spend the, go down that rabbit hole, but. I'm sorry, because we can talk about it forever. Election yes. is a real problem. But what, what, what I really find to be amazing is that Republicans, Republican electeds, Run away from this issue. They, they are, they are so afraid of this issue. And I, and for the life of me, I do not understand why, but we have, a, we have an election coming up and it looks like the turnout rate is going to be very low. So it's all the more important for Republicans, for conservatives, for other freedom loving Americans to, to vote. And I think that we, we agree that uh, Donald Trump vote for, for, for president. Even though it looks like he's going to get the nomination without much difficulty, we still want to give him a good, impressive send-off here in in California. One that doesn't make a difference, probably the most uh, important election on the ballot, is Proposition 1. Talked about in the first half, uh, $6.38 billion for the homeless industrial complex that will build 11,500 mental health beds, like hotel room beds, for $554,782 a bed. I'm in the wrong business. And the residents don't have to don't have to give up drugs. They don't have to give they take mental health treatment. They can continue living as mental health as mentally ill drug users now at taxpayer expense. And does anybody out there think that giving the government more money will improve anybody's mental health? 
<laughs> no, it actually makes some of us crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> crazy. You know, but I have, you know, flashbacks to Cabrini Green, you know, in Chicago, where you just start packing all these, you know, degenerates into one location. You build it, even if they do build it, which I doubt that they will. Look, they're still building the bullet train uh, that we were promised how many years ago. So they're not going to build it. But what irritates me as a veteran, you know, I'm an uh, Air Force veteran, is that they always talk about the homeless veteran. That's who we're taking care of. That that when they start using them as pawns in their political campaigns, it just irritates the heck out of me because that's not largely who the population is. As a matter of fact, studies and data have shown that actually veterans are a very small percentage of the homeless population. Yes, but uh, this may come as a shock to you, uh, Deborah, (laughs) but people don't always tell the truth in politics. No. Oh, my golly. But, you know, I, 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 I want before you go to your first break, I, I would like to advance um, kind of what's going to be a controversial strategy. This is a warrior goddess kind of thought process. Hold that. Hold right that. Now. Hold that. Hold that. I, want, I do want to I do want to I want to finish out the election because okay. Um, okay. Uh, for set for U.S. Senate, he's not my first choice to be. That's senator. what I want to talk about. That's exactly what first I want choice to talk. for senator. But the only Republican that has a chance of making it to second round is uh is Steve Garvey and it's also interesting I'm getting mailers from Adam, from the shift campaign telling me not to vote for Steve Garvey because he's too conservative for California because they want they want they want they want they actually want because Schiff wants to run it run against Garvey which is actually okay with me because I'd rather see a Republican on the ballot Okay. So so uh, so, th- so there's that one, and in Orange County, I think you have you have a big school board recall. That that, that and that's a very imp- that's a very important race. Yes, but I want to talk about the U.S. Senate race because I have a completely different perspective than you have. Okay. You, okay. You know, you know, Deborah, you have the right to be wrong. <laughs> and so do you. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> and it's your show, so you can be as wrong as you want. But and it's it not necessarily right or wrong. It's a difference of strategy. Okay. And I would like to advance what, what would be a more controversial strategy. You know, the establishment has all gotten behind Steve Garvey. They've pushed him. He has, you know, got a name ID. I guess he was a great first baseman. I think he's off base with this U.S. Senate run. Uh, but he was a, it, he's, it's kind of, in my mind, a bit of a vanity run for him. The establishment wants to run it because they believe they need to have someone with big name ID like they did with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do we remember how that turned out for us? Not so great. So we got this big name ID running for governor and he just really damaged our party, but I don't think Garvey would damage our party. But here's a fact, and you know this to be true. No matter who we put up, the winner of the U.S. Senate race, full term and part term, is going to be a Democrat. Would you dispute that? Um, I think that's most likely, but actually, and we, I, we, Melissa and I talked about it in the first half. I think with the right strategy, if Garvey dumped his establishment consultants and, and hired us and, and no and no charge, you'd have a chance. By, by by picking the key, by picking key issues and talking about those issues only, um, where he's where he's going to be in the majority. Number one being the open borders and unlimited immigration that that Adam Schiff and every other Democrat supports. I think it is possible. Not likely. I'm saying if that, that with the right strategy, the right flexibility, that Steve Garvey 
could pick up the base Republican 40% in a statewide race and add another 10.1% net of vote fraud and, and win, especially against, especially against pencil neck Adam Schiff. So you've got Adam Schiff, uh, pointing fingers at Steve Garvey as the biggest threat because Adam Schiff doesn't want to run against another Democrat. Correct. You've got Katie Porter, the probable other Democrat, pointing fingers at Eric Early saying he's the bigger threat because she doesn't want to have to run against Adam Schiff. And what I think is this. This is why it's a controversial strategy. Uh, I would like us to see no one of, with a Republican R behind their name going forward. California has a top two jungle primary system, as you well know. In other words, the top two vote getters, regardless of party affiliation, will advance to the November general election. If none of our Republican nominees advance, because none of them, and I don't, it's, it's, you know, this is a, you know, kind of like wishful thinking what you just presented, have a real chance of winning in November. I believe a better strategy for us long term would be to advance two Democrats to November and allow them to duke it out, spend buckets of money campaigning against each other, tarnishing each other's reputations with mudslinging, and not allow that money to be going into other more competitive Senate races in other parts of the country. Because if they're running against a Republican, they won't have to spend much money. There'll be a Dem against a Republican, and that Democrat money then can be uh, redirected to other U.S. Senate races that have potential of going Democrat, and we don't want that to happen. We need to hold on to the U.S. Uh, Senate, especially now that we have a, a chance of appointing a better Senate majority leader. But a little Dem-on-Dem bloodshed could be very entertaining for us, and I would prefer that we go that direction with it. Uh, there's something to be said for that strategy. The downside of that is huge amounts of money and effort will be spent at turning out Democrat voters in California. And if they turn out a Democrat voter to vote for senator, they will probably vote Democrat on other races. And yes, it takes up money, but they have plenty of money. So my view, so my view of it is I think we're better off having Steve Garvey, even if he runs a lackluster establishment consultant driven campaign to have that rather than these two Democrats aggressively doing everything possible to turn out Democrat voters. So that's, that, that's my view of it. Um, let's take a pause here and we'll see what other trouble we can get into in our, in our last segment. But let's hear one. Uh, this half is sponsored by attorney Gregory Britton. Uh, he does business and real property law at 909-335-7335. And we pick up another sponsor, and that is uh, Kenny White. And among other businesses, he has a process serving company, and you can get him at Secure Serve without an E on the end, Secure Serve with no E on the end of serve, 44.com. And uh, he'll get your paper served. And lastly, let's again hear from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. Mortgage rates are up, but credit card rates are way higher, and credit card balances have hit an all-time high as inflation puts the squeeze on everyone's budget, not to mention how auto loan rates and payments have gone through the roof. Let me point out, it doesn't matter how low your existing mortgage interest rate is if you can't make the payments on everything else. Are you wondering what to do? Do you need some financial strategy? Want to talk to someone who thinks like you? Call me at 855-640-2020. 
We'll discuss a strategy that works for you today and also considers what happens when the interest rates drop as we move into the inevitable recession. To have that discussion, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots, Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Very pleased to have on the second half this week, Deborah Polly, who is the uh, president and founder of the Conservative Patriots of Orange County. And uh, she's also in her alter ego, the warrior goddess. And we are just totally honored to uh, to have her to be in her presence. Um, among the things that the private citizens can do is we've been talking about is vote. There is there is no reason why 95% of Republicans don't vote, doesn't require money, doesn't require taking back the Republican Party, doesn't require better strategy, doesn't require better candidates. Every Republican voter, every Republican has the, has the ability to vote and should, even if you're not totally happy with the candidates, because any Republican, even, even the squishiest rhinoist Republican, is better than a neo-Marxist Democrat who wants to wreck the country. Two other things you can do is, one, you can assign the Protect Kids initiative. And you can get that. You can download it at protectkidsca.com. Does three things. If they confuse Johnny into thinking she's Sally, you have to tell the parents. Girls only in uh, girls' sports, girls' bathrooms, and girls' locker rooms. And there is no chemical or surgical castration, mutilation, or sterilization of children. All those things pull very popular. So if we can get that qualified, it should pass. And the other thing is uh, an initiative to at least partially repeal Prop 47 and make crime illegal in California again. And you can get the petition there and... They'll mail you this one rather than downloading it at end47.com, end47.com. Three easy things that patriots and freedom-loving Americans should be doing, and uh, that doesn't require You don't even have to go knock on somebody's door to uh, do those three things. And hopefully you've already signed all three. Uh, you've you signed the petitions, and, and you're going to vote, Deborah. Well, CPOC is actually actively engaged in this particular uh the effort to qualify an initiative for the November ballot. I think we have until mid-April uh, to get signatures in. They want them in early, obviously, to make sure they have clean signatures. We have a lot of very experienced activists, but when you go and download that packet, it's like a seven-page packet. You know, four pages of that packet are just directions for individuals who've never done it before. And just because you've never collected signatures before doesn't mean you can't learn how to do it. We can't do everything with paid signature gatherers, but yes, we are actively engaged in that. Um, CPOC also has a very uh, robust education committee, and uh, we will be having discussions about that at our March meeting, so after the primary. But before the break, you wanted to talk a little bit about um, a major recall that's happening here in Orange Unified School District. That is within my um, service area, jurisdictional service area, and it's te- essentially a union-led recall of 
two conservative board members, one of whom was just elected the last election cycle. Now, this is where a lot of the wars are taking place, is on school boards, both at local school boards and county-level school boards for control of our students or our children. It's control of the hearts and minds of our children. See, these conservatives took control of the Orange Unified School District Board of Trustees during the last cycle and immediately started affecting the changes they promised and presumably were elected to address by the parents who were aware, became aware during the COVID lockdowns of some of the things, the mind-bending things that were happening to their students, their children um, in the schools. And uh, the progressive liberals <laughs> did not like the outcome of the election. And then they have really been disrupting the board meetings ever since then. It's, it's a, uh, this recall is just a do-over. Like they want to mulligan, even though we're not even playing golf. Uh, although they they treat they treat the children like maybe they're just a game. Like it's just a game. They're a commodity. Uh, I recommend that we wait until the next election uh, instead of behaving like spoiled children. But it's almost impossible for these school board members to get any work done. It's become an absolute circus. I think it's happening in school districts all over the state. But if they are able to affect the recall here. They're going to be using that uh, as a, uh, a litmus test for how they should be conducting recalls of conservatives throughout the rest of the state. So there's more to it than just OUSD and defeating, you know, this recall here. But I want to say, you know, when I walk my streets, the streets of my community, I like to walk. The thing that makes me so sad about this is how it has divided the community. It's pitted neighbor against neighbor with yes for the recall, no for the recall signs. They're creating greater division, and it's not unifying us. And it's one of the things that's that's destroying our country is that we're allowing individuals to come in here and cause a great division, one that doesn't really naturally exist, and it's very sad to me. Um, I would differ with that. I think that uh, division with evil is good. That is not all kumbaya. Let's get along with the people who want to sexual, who want to sexualize children beginning in pre-kindergarten. Who want to indoctrinate them to hate our country. Who want them to indoctrinate them to hate other Americans based on the color of their skin. Who want to dumb them down. We're not going to play it this week, but last week we, we played a clip of four college students. They were asked, what is four times 15? And after some discussion, they settled on the answer of 48. So we do not want unified. We do not want unity with the people doing that. And, and so, yeah, okay, so that's good. So then, so, but what needs to be is, yes, they're very vocal. They're very well funded. They are aggressive. They're in your face. But we need to stand up to that and be just as strong as they are in defense of our children, defense of our family, defense of our parental rights, and defense of our country. And that means putting up those yard signs. That means turning out to the school board meetings to support good school board members in what they're trying to do so they don't feel left out. They don't feel isolated. They, they don't they don't feel they have to knuckle under to to Democrat party and teacher union intimidation tactics. So Thank you Greg, but here is what we are also finding uh is many of these yes on recall signs that are being planted in the yards are by um 
well-meaning parents who are being misled in the schools. And when we are actively engaged in stopping to have communication with them or leaving facts on their doorstep, they don't see the battle the way you're describing it because that's not how it's being described to them. And the average voter, the average parent, the two, two income family that gets their kids at school and go off, they go off to work. They do not have time to do that research. And we have actually had some of our activists leave information at the door, notes at the door explaining what's really going on. And before you know it, the yes on recall sign will just disappear out of that front yard. So, you know, we can't assume that everyone that has this yes on recall sign is evil. Some of them are innocent and being misled. And it's our job as activists and, and well-informed activists to engage them and make sure they know the facts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always is, is there's a fair number of people on the other side that vote, that vote on the opposite side that if they knew all the information would vote on our side and getting that information in their hands remains uh, a challenge. There's so much we could talk about. Uh, I would, I would have loved to have gotten to, um, Gavin Newsom's play, play, pay for play. And I mean, just in your face, blatant uh, corruption that they put in a special exemption in the law that for twenty dollars per hour minimum wage and fast food for businesses that sell bread as a separate item. Lo and behold, a a big uh, Panera franchisee is a big donor and friend of Gavin Newsom, and they don't care. They do not. They 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 think they have it so wired politically in California. They can just be blatant in your face corruption, and they'll still win. Last, turn it over to you. Close it out. Well, I think we also need to recognize that there's a war within the Republican Party, and this is an opportunity for people to vote for central committee in these different counties. Certainly, Orange County. We've got an organized effort for America First uh, MAGA-type uh, individuals to run for Central Committee. They can go to makeorangecountygreatagain.com and learn about all of those who've been vetted and that are being supported not just by them but by the California Republican Assembly and a group called ReformOrangeCounty.us. So what? we've got some nice work to do there as well. Same thing in San Bernardino County, takebacksbgop.net, takebacksbgop.net. That's all the time we have this week. Thank you, Deborah, um, Warrior Goddess. We are not worthy of being on the show and everything you're doing. And as always, tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. AM 590, the answer.